Welcome to Net Support Radio's 5 in 5, where education experts share their top five tips in five minutes across a range of EdTech topics, providing you with new inspiration and ideas. And welcome again to Net Support Radio as part of our 5 in 5 series. As you know, each week now we're, introdu- we're interviewing all sorts of different people, um, covering their best five tips whether that's ways to do things, best practice, or ideas that they can use. And today, I'm really, really pleased to have Tony Shepherd, Head of Services at GDPR in Schools, on the line. Hi there, Tony. Hi there. Good to be here. Thank you, sir. Now, Tony, as most of you will know, or Grumbleduke, if you're used to picking up on different user groups and forums, uh, works with schools and their DPOs all across the country to support them on their understanding and integration of data protection. That sounds a mouthful. You're just the go-to man when it comes to GDPR and data protection, Tony, aren't you, really? Well, it's been one of those things I've been uh, hanging around for many years talking about it, and uh, we're now in a position of where schools are really getting on board with making the changes that they need to make the same way that we've had the safeguarding it's been a journey and there's still lots of places uh, that people need to look and go absolutely but certainly from my point of view if you're not sure on something you are the man to go and ask so for today's five in five we've got five tips for keeping school data safe and your number one tip would be sir knowing who's responsible for data protection Uh, So in the same way that you know who's responsible for safeguarding, you need to know who's responsible for data protection within the school. Uh, Everybody's responsible, uh, as it is for safeguarding, but it's knowing who those key members of staff are. If you're not sure, go and find out. Have a look at your privacy notice. See who your data protection officer is. See who else you need to be in contact. It's one of those things where it's always interesting to know who looks after these things and where the accountability is. But also, if anything does go wrong, whether it's a breach or whether you're worried, it means that you can actually uh, go in and you've got someone friendly to speak with. That's um, wise words. Um, Sometimes the most obvious ones are the most important ones, aren't they? So number two on the list, sir. Um, Parents' evening and events. Uh, So this is a bit of a myth-busting one. Uh, Can we leave books outside the classroom or... Do we have to clear everything away because we've got the Christmas uh, Christmas nativity play coming on? Uh, and most of it is common sense. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where you wouldn't really be putting things up on the wall that clearly highlights this particular child, looks like this, this is their name, uh, generally anyway, because you have people walking around. Um, some schools take the approach that putting up displays around the school um, you know, as part of school life, others will actually go and ask for permission from families to actually to do this anyway. Um, with regards to leaving things around, most of it is just common sense. Don't put things in places where it's not meant to be. So whether that's uh, children's books, education and healthcare plans, all of the usual stuff. So it, it's mainly just housekeeping and common sense. Fantastic. And, and that's wise, because I know that's one that often does get asked. So that's really helpful, just sharing your views on that. So number three, sir. Um, who can actually look after data protection? Who can be the DPO within the school? Um, so I was talking earlier about finding out who is the right person. Um, the important thing to remember is, in the same way that you've got your designated safeguarding lead, all schools will have a data protection officer within your trust it may actually be held at trust level uh, because the trust is 
the organisation that's actually legally responsible for data protection. Um, but you really need to know who that person is. Now, you do get heads, um, business managers, deputy heads, heads of IT network managers that are being flung into the uh, fray with uh, some of the changes that are going on, partly because they're the people that have already sat down and thought about what they need to do. One thing you need to remember, though, is the DPO should be independent uh, and uh, to oversee your data protection processes correctly to make sure that um, you're doing things right. After all, you don't mark your own work. So when you're looking at who needs to be your DPO, you need to remember you don't mark your own work, you don't have a conflict of interests. I think that's one that certainly I've heard many, many people having those conversations. And um, I'll say it on your behalf. If you're not sure, head over to GDPR in schools and, and check out what the services and resources they can provide for you. What's number four, Tony? Know the data that you have. Um, so we're nearly two years down the line from GDPR Day, and we still have schools sometimes struggling to understand what information that they're actually holding, what personal data they've got. Yes, I only you know, our, our schools um, have a look at our data maps, but there's also other things that will be dotted around the school that you need to understand. There are tools out there that will help you do data gathering. There are tools out there that will help you find what software is running on all of those devices. Black IT, as we know, when things just get set up, um, not intentionally set up to bypass things, but because people aren't necessarily thinking about them, actually getting a good grip of what you've got on your network is a really important thing to do. I absolutely agree on that one. That's certainly one that um, you'll have heard me mentioning on a number of occasions, yeah, some of definitely. the tools that we do, and I appreciate that. But you're, you're right, often the best starting point is know what you've got to start with. So last, and I'm sure not least, number five, Tony. What counts as a breach? Um, so this is one of the questions that we, we get. Now, there have been things in a number of uh, education trade papers and, and on various reports to say schools are over-reporting problems to the Information Commissioner's Office. Now, when we speak to uh, the, the teams over there, yes, it is a case that there is some over-reporting going on, but it's better to be safe than sorry. And by all means, if you think that you need to raise something or have a conversation with them, the team at the Information Commissioner's Office are absolutely brilliant. They really are. Now, it's important for schools to log when they have breaches. Um, now, whether it's a reportable breach or whether it's actually not a reportable one, or even isn't a breach, but people think it is. Now, it's also important to record those ones as well, because those near misses are really important for helping you know and understand what training is needed, what changes you need to, how you're actually using data, where you're storing it. So make sure that no matter what, if it, you think it's a breach, record it. If you think it's going to have an impact on the children, your teachers, your parents, then go and have a chat through your DPO with the Information Commissioner's Office or with a service that, such as your DPO who can give you better advice and guidance as well. But make sure you log it. Fantastic. Tony, thank you so much for those um, five thoughts and, and recommendations. And if people wanted to find out a bit more about um, anything to do with GDPR, frankly, um, which web address would they type to find your good selves and all the information you provide? 
if you come across to www.gdpr.school, um, there's a raft of information there with links to other resources that either we've got um, or to many resources out there, including things like Education Data Matters, the Information Commission Office, Information and Records Management Society, and many more. Fantastic. Thank you again for joining us on NetSupport Radio and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much. NetSupport delivers the best in classroom instructional tech, early years assessment tools, IT management suites, and top of the line safeguarding solutions. See them all at BET 2020.